0: Welcome to Pep Talk with Grace. I'm Grace and every episode I bring you a short podcast with, you guessed it, a good old-fashioned pep talk. Each time we dive into a new area of life, business, or career, something that we could all do with a little pep talk on. It'll be informative, practical, and most of all, a little bit inspiring. So let's jump on in. Alright it's pep talk time and this time we are going to be having a quick pep talk on a pretty major topic in life and that is health and wellness. So before we dive into talking to our amazing guest today, I think probably just the biggest thing for me to start with is just about thinking about why health is so important. Like when you stop and think about it, it's kind of all that really matters. Because without good health, we can't enjoy our lives to the fullest. Like what is the point of having bags of money or a kick-ass job or a huge family or this amazing travel if we aren't well enough to enjoy it? It's kind of like just the be-all and end-all when you actually stop and think about it. And my personal approach to health is I think very aligned with our guest today so I won't go too much into it but for me just quickly it's all about balance. If you listened to my pep talk on body image which is a somewhat related topic because it touches on obviously both physical and mental health you'll know that in the past few years I've done quite a lot of personal work around ditching diet culture and that whole toxic world and for me now it is all about balance. This stuff is not all or nothing. It's not one extreme or the other. It's not about having perfect days of perfect eating and perfect exercise and perfect meditation. It's about living your life that is happening right now and being realistic about what works for you and looking after your health in a way that allows you to still enjoy your life, but on the flip side, keeps you well enough to get the most out of that life. Seasons of your life will look totally different in the health world, in every world. Even day to day, things will look different. And you need to learn to trust your intuition and your instincts and listen to your body and yourself about what feels good and what doesn't and what you need today or this week or this year. And this is not something that I am perfect on this is something that I'm working on a lot as well so I just wanted to share that and finally one thing that I've learned quite a bit about recently that I thought I'd share especially for people with female hormones who are listening is to do a little bit of digging into your hormones and the balance of your hormones because they have a huge effect on your health and it's all very interlinked all what's going on inside that body of yours If you can, do some digging, get some tests, talk to some experts, try and understand what's going on inside your body. And you can actually learn quite a lot about the optimal way to eat and move and rest for your body. Because this is all about understanding your own body. Because it's the only one you're gonna get. And it's actually pretty miraculous and complex when you think about it. And we are not all the same. But that's enough for me on that topic. I think it's now time to jump into our chat with Sarah. So Sarah Percy is a registered dietitian who runs T-Retreats. That stands for Think, Eat, Act. And they provide holistic health services along with actually another Sarah who's called Sarah Donaldson who's a psychologist. So let's hear what our Sarah, Sarah Percy, has to say on this topic of health. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to dig in to this topic, which is a big one, but um, as a registered dietitian, I'm sure you'll have lots of wisdom for us to share, um, talking all things health. But before we jump into that, maybe it would be a good start for you to tell us just a little bit about your background just quickly and the work that you do with tea retreats in your business at the moment.
1: Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm a registered dietitian and I've been working as a dietitian for just over 20 years now. So certainly wellbeing's changed a lot uh, in that time in terms of when I started out. It was working in hospitals, being at the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff and helping people who were perhaps already sick. Whereas I think now there's much more uh, scope to do wellbeing in a more proactive light, which is really exciting. So I have a business, tea Retreats, and T stands for Think eat act um, as opposed to cups of tea and it really combines the skills of my business partner who's a psychologist so she's the think and I'm the dietitian the nutritionist so I'm the eat and then together we help activate people to make change um, so that they aren't just you know having the knowledge about what to do but actually being able to implement some good changes so they feel uh, really good nice and I'm sure there's tea involved as well drinking tea
0: involved too at some points <laughs> totally a bit of a tea break really important isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely oh well let's begin with talking a little bit about nutrition because of course you are a dietitian so this is your area of expertise and this is a really big one of course but I when I chatted with you about all of this I just really appreciate and admired your approach that you take towards nutrition and eating like not being focused on diets and weight loss but more being about you know if that's not the Um, but more being about kind of long-term habits and things that are realistic and balanced so maybe for everyone listening you could tell us a bit about that
1: your style and your approach to nutrition yeah sure so I think I'm a real foodie like I love food and I've always been into it so whether it's growing it or cooking with it or eating it um, I just really love food so I'm not into any kind of deprivation or denial or sort of rigid rules around eating. I think a little bit of everything is is awesome. Um, and I, I guess my philosophy on nutrition, I call it positive nutrition. So rather than focusing maybe on what someone needs to take out of their diet, um, I'm all about what can we add in to really nourish us and make us feel really energized and good. And I think that little subtle mindset shift about adding in and and bountiful and plentiful is just so good for us rather than perhaps an approach where it's more about denial and deprivation and dieting, because I don't think that really feels good for anybody and it's not often sustainable for the long term. So yeah, I guess I would just say, think about all the things you can add into your diet or your eating pattern, um, rather than a focus on what should be taken out. Because even if there are some things that maybe aren't the best for you, If you think about adding in the good things, often those not-so-great foods and drinks just naturally get displaced, but it's not all about that. Because I think, I don't know about you, but if I say, oh, I'm not going to have chocolate this week, I just want it more than ever. And we kind (laughs) of think about it more than we need to. So rather than, yeah, finding that we have to take something out, let's think about putting in all the good stuff. Um, And then naturally that just helps us feel good and energizes and nourishes us. I love that and I love the description of positive
0: nutrition like I'm a very positive person and I love that yeah that lack of denial and restriction I think is really beneficial and so in terms of your kind of top tips say if someone out there was thinking oh you know I'd really like to explore this world of nutrition a little bit I'd like to see what I can maybe add in and do better what would you say is the kind of first place to start for someone who's kind of new to this area of nutrition any tips or advice on that?
1: Uh, Well, I guess a little bit depends on if they've got anything going else on, like medically or or health wise, because that might affect um, what's best to focus on first. But for the general person that just really wants to kind of improve their nutrition or improve their well being a bit, I think whole plant foods are such a great addition to what we're doing. I'm not saying you need to go vegetarian or vegan or totally plant based. But I think what we can do is add in some extra whole plant foods. So by whole foods, you know, things like a whole piece of fruit or a a whole vegetable rather than like a juice or a potato chip that's had quite a lot of processing done to it. Um, But also legumes are such a great thing to add in. So that's things like chickpeas and butter beans and lentils, um, black beans. So they're a plant food full of fibre great for our gut health, Um, so that's meaning the trillions of microbes that live in our gut, they love the fiber that legumes offer. But legumes also have plant protein and and protein helps us feel fuller for longer and it's really satisfying. So if we can aim to add in a little bit of extra whole plant food, no matter what we're doing, how we're eating, uh, that can have a really positive impact on our health. And I think, too, just a really small step. Like sometimes we feel a massive overhaul is, is the only thing that's going to actually work for us. But I think, really, it's the little things done well over time that have the biggest collective impact. So it can be just an extra spoonful of veggies at lunch, you know, or snacking on a bit of hummus um, before dinner. Just little things that you can do. But if we do them, Regularly, they can actually add up to really big changes.
0: Mm, And those little things are, like you say, so much more sustainable as well. Whereas a total food overhaul is never going to last long, you know,
1: it'll crumble. Yeah. Yeah, best intentions for sure. But i think sometimes it's just too much change in one go so the other thing too is to if you want to do something new and add something in often anchoring that with an existing habit can actually help it become more sustainable too so for instance say you kind of wanted to up your intake of water for example because you're just not drinking enough it might be that every time you brush your teeth you have a glass of water or every time you put the kettle on you have a glass of water so you're actually anchoring that new habit with something that you're already doing and that just makes it a bit easier to keep up with otherwise things can kind of slip our mind and we can kind of forget about the change we wanted to do so that's another little tip that can work quite well for people too that's a good tip I
0: like that and I remember when we talked as well I really loved some of the things that you shared around variety which I found really interesting and I've remembered so like variety in your diet and I think you I can't remember the numbers now but you did say a a piece of information about kind of how many different types of plant foods is best to eat in the day so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah sure so I think You know, modern living, we're all busy and we don't always have time to be trying new recipes and trying new foods. But we know that variety is so important because different foods contain different nutrients. So if we're just eating the same thing every day, even if it's really healthy, we might not actually be getting all the nutrients we need if it's quite a narrow selection we're choosing from. But also there's been quite a lot of research on gut health and It's thought that our gut biome, those bacteria in our gut that affects so much of our health from mood to inflammation and and weight and our, our immune function as well, they actually need about 30 different plant foods a week. So that might be what I'd talk to you about, Grace. So thinking different nuts, different seeds, different fruits, veggies, grains, aiming for that sort of magical number of 30 different options, a week is a really good start to be able to feed that gut biome exactly what it needs and you know like if that sounds like a lot of different foods and a lot of extra work and oh my gosh how do I even start you could go to the supermarket or the grocery shop and just buy 10 little packets of different nuts and seeds you know you might have pumpkin chia sesame sunflower seeds different nuts and get them home and empty them into just one container and give it a good mix around and then you could use that as a sprinkle on a salad or on some yogurt or on cereal and that would be 10 of your plant foods that you need to try and aim for each week in just one little snack or meal so there's definitely little tips and tricks you can do to get that 30 different plant foods in but that's a really good a good start to to get that well-being and gut biome working optimally Mm,
0: I really liked that one I remembered that one so thanks for sharing about that yeah and uh, so let's talk about another big area of health which is movement and exercise uh, which kind of plays in really nicely with the nutrition you know your area of nutrition and this is all about and we talked about moving your body in a way that feels good it's not about exercising as a punishment for something you've eaten but about benefiting your physical well-being and also your mental well-being so that might be a good place to start is for you to tell us a little bit about the benefits of exercise for health
1: yeah totally and I love that you mentioned the physical and the mental health because we know that exercise or just movement is so good for our mental health and in fact in the UK a lot of GPs over there are prescribing exercise instead of low-grade Um, antidepressants for those with just mild depression because of how effective exercise is to our mental health and generally not a lot of side effects now I'm not suggesting that if you're on an antidepressant you stop taking them and just do a bit more exercise but definitely talk about it with your GP Um, but I think the key with exercise is a we want to do something that we love you know if we're going to the gym and slogging it out but hating it it is going to be pretty hard to maintain that um, and not always great for our um, mindset if we do something we don't like so trying to find the thing that you really love so whether it's you know a team sport or whether it's going walking in the bush or a gentle pilates or yoga class doesn't really matter but it, it's more about enjoying it and and that regular movement so it's not great for us to say go for a 15k run once every three months and kind of think that that's going to do it for us. It's again a bit like nutrition, little amounts regularly is is what we need and I think especially women um, as we age and we head into perimenopause and menopause um, we start to lose our muscle mass just because of our fluctuating hormones. So trying to find Uh, some sort of exercise that helps maintain that muscle mass um, is really good. So different um, strength training, uh, whether it's using your body weight as resistance, so doing some some press-ups or sit-ups, you know, there's um, things like Move It Mama on Facebook where you can pay a small fee to have a class done um, in your own time, or you might, you know, I think there's Les Mills on demand. There's all sorts of different options you can do. For that strength training, but I don't think it necessarily means buying a lot of equipment or having to actually go to a gym if that's not your cup of tea. But finding ways to incorporate that strength training into your weeks really important to maintain that muscle mass because that keeps us strong and fit and independent. Um, as well as maybe doing some cardio, you know, some walking or biking or running, whatever it is that you that you enjoy doing. I'd also suggest looking for opportunities to be active without it necessarily always being like structured exercise. I think the world we live in is kind of geared up to save us exercising, but it's not actually that good for us. And so, you know, whether it's if you can park your car a little bit further from work or if you need to go to the dairy and pick up some milk, could you walk or bike? You know, just finding opportunities where it's part of daily life rather than always having to be... A class or a you know a a big deal I think it's really important we know the people that live the longest on the planet they live in these places called the blue zones around the world and they just tend to be sort of natural movers they don't tend to have to do marathons or CrossFit or whatever but just their lifestyle um, encourages them to be to be active naturally and that's quite a cool way to look at it I think
0: Oh, that's so interesting! I'll have to look more into that. That's yeah. It kind of leads us on to talking a little bit about holistic health because that's what you guys special specialize in at tea. And there's so many, obviously, so many aspects of health and well being. It's not just eating and exercise. It's all quite interlinked. So, what what are the other kind of espe- key aspects of health from your point of view? Do you think?
1: Yeah, well, I think the the human body is such a complex machine, and and all our systems are quite interrelated plus the world we live in puts so many different stresses and inflammatory processes on board. We need to really look at us as a a whole being, not just one area. So I think, you know, the idea of nutrition and exercise is so important, but so is our mental health and sleep and rest and recovery. You know, I think rest and recovery is such a big thing. Um, And there's a really simple equation that the antidote to stress is leisure and pleasure. And it's the idea that when we do things that we enjoy whether it's something creative or something sporty and we really get lost in the moment because we're just loving it so much that is so restorative to our well-being and our mental health and it really helps dull that stress response down that can really be taking over in day-to-day life if we've got lots and lots of things on our mind and lots of tabs open on our internal computer so finding those opportunities to do the things that we love. Yet that's often what we kind of give up, I guess, when we're really busy or when we're stressed and under pressure, those feel like things that we can sacrifice because maybe they're a bit self-indulgent, but those are the very things that actually are so good for our mental well-being and our stress response. We want to try and keep including them. So I think it's trying to think back to when you felt really good or when you've had hobbies that you've enjoyed what's that look like, you know, has that been scrapbooking or has it been some sort of art or tennis or golf or just even reading a magazine or, you know, a great book, finding those little opportunities for that enjoyable activities that allow us to, to rest and recover and give our poor old brain a bit of a a rest because certainly the lives that we live in now are very different to say our cavemen um, ancestors yet our body hasn't really evolved that much so a lot of the processes that happen in our body and our responses to stress um, are very much the same as they were then but yeah the demands of life have certainly certainly changed so we need to, to nurture ourselves and just have that rest and relaxation
0: and I feel like with a lot of this health stuff um, there's it can be a bit of a slow burn, like uh, you need to do some of these things really consistently, like you've talked about for a decent amount of time, like you're not going to get kind of overnight results from. Any of these things we've talked about, stress and exercise and, and eating, you, you kind of have to stick with it for a while, but that can be quite frustrating. Like I know you, <laughs> I found that when I was talking with you, like you can feel a little bit discouraged maybe if you don't see those, we're quite used to instant gratification. And if you don't see those results, you can, it can be quite tempting to give up and be like, oh, it's not working. But do you have any info on that and maybe any tips or what you would say to people who are, who are feeling that kind of discouragement?
1: Yeah it's so true and I guess you know it is about the little things we do well really set us up over time and I guess you could think about it like, I'm trying to think of an analogy, Not like maybe even like starting a fire or if you're doing home renos, you know that foundation work is so important and to get that done right and build on it or to set that fire up with all the right conditions, it's going to burn really brightly and work in the long term we can't expect it to just start straight away. And sometimes if we go too hard too early and expect big changes, we can get a bit frustrated or we might just find we can't keep up with, with the big overhaul that we'd aimed for. But I think if we can just think about the bigger picture and I try and move away from looking at what the scales say or, or weight loss and really thinking about every opportunity in a day we've got to make ourselves feel good and to to work on our well-being and to nourish us is going to be a really good opportunity um, and to try and think of it in those bigger terms and not a bit of an overnight success. But then I'd also say I kind of think of well-being as a bit like a seesaw. And I know like for me, I feel really good when I'm nourished and I'm eating good food and drinking plenty of water and not going too crazy on alcohol and coffee and things. But equally, to feel really good, I know I love an extra sneaky gin with a friend or, you know, ordering that really dark chocolate mud cake or cheesecake when I'm out for dinner sometimes. So I think it's about just learning about that balance and almost that yin and yang of not trying to be perfect, but actually allowing a little bit of those treat type things in because that gives us, you know, some enjoyment in life and allows us to keep keep doing well. And it's not going to undermine all our hard work. I think if we can just take a slightly more balanced approach, but definitely just perhaps aim for more about well-being rather than a, a certain number on the scales or you know quite rigid rules, because that means we can feel a bit let down when it doesn't happen straight away. And yet we don't know what's happening inside our body and different processes. They can all be working to make us feel good, but sometimes it can just take a little bit of time to get there and, and that's all good. It, it tends to be longer lasting if it takes a little while. Oh, perfect. I love that, Sarah. Your,
0: your approach is very in line with mine. And I think that's why I just really wanted to get you on to talk all about this, because I knew you'd have a very realistic and balanced approach to it. So thank you so much for
1: sharing those tips. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Any other? No, I think we covered quite a lot, really. But um, I just think it's all about enjoyment And adding in, you know, aiming for that kind of plentiful, bountiful approach rather than a deprivation and denial because life's too short for that. Let's try and enjoy it, but let's focus on feeling good, um, but with a little bit of treaty things now and then as well.
0: Ah, I told you Sarah and I would be on the same page. I just loved my personal sessions that I had with Sarah in her, with her nutritionist hat on. Uh, and I also just love that chat because it just so reinforced so much of what I believe about health as well. I really love how balanced and realistic she is. It's very refreshing and I just think that she speaks beautifully about these topics. So I hope that you got some good tips and tricks from there too. You can find out more about Sarah and the other Sarah and how you can work with them at t-retreats.co.nz and Sarah also shares some really great tips on Instagram which is at sarah.percy.9 And while you're there, maybe you should give the old pep talk Instagram a little love too. I would be so grateful. It is at pep talk with grace and head over there and share your tips as well. I'd love to hear them. Your tips around health and wellness and just any of these pep talk topics. Keep it coming. All right. Thank you, lovely pep talk gang. Thanks for having a listen all about health. I hope you picked up some tricks and you're feeling a little bit inspired. And until next time, bye.